Play Ball, presented by Nike. I'm your host, AJ Andrews, and I can't believe it, but we are already halfway through the first month of the season, and it has been nothing short of electric. So strap in and get ready as we take you through the most exciting stories from all around the league. We'll catch up with siblings Taylor and Robin Hearn, chat shoes with Mookie Betts, plus CeCe Sabathia joins the show from Times Square to talk all about Jackie Robinson Day. But before we get into all of that, let's catch you up on what you missed in this week in Play Ball. This week in Play Ball. The Dodgers gave their fans plenty to cheer about. Is a Dodger in his first at-bat against the Braves. Cleveland has its eye on a grand slam to ice the ball game. Grand slam number two for Jose this season. Watch out for the Mets who've been looking up. The Major's best pitching staff has made the difference. In there, strike three call for his 10th strikeout of the night. What a finish to his first home start as a Met for Max Scherzer. The Yankees might just finally be ready to stir up some trouble in the American League East. Swing and a miss. He struck out the side again. 10 strikeouts. Cortez absolutely dominating. The roar of the crowd turned from Angel hitter. Shohei Otani, the stand-up double, and the two ribs. The Angel hurlers. That's a dirty dozen. 12 punch-outs for Shohei Otani. That ties a career high. On April 15th, Major League Baseball gathered together to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's Major League debut. While players all across baseball were suiting up in Jackie's number 42, MLB and play ball were meeting at 42nd Street, or should I say Jackie Robinson Way, in New York City for a special celebration of our own. I had a blast getting to spend the day in the city with some of the best young fans and baseball legends. So let's take a look at the best of the best from Times Square. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Play Ball. Today we have a special edition because we are in the middle of Times Square. And not only do we have so many kids out here ready to have some fun, but we also have some legendary baseball players joining us. CeCe Sabathia and Ken Griffey Jr. have made an appearance here today. All the kids are excited. We're hitting, throwing balls, catching the balls, everything. Play ball in the middle of Times Square in New York. One, two, three. Have a good time because it is a game and it is fun and it's a game that you know generations will talk about it. What these kids are doing coming out here playing, just trying to continue playing the game as long as they can. That's the same thing for me is 
trying to continue to play as long as possible. <laughs> I, if I make it back, if I make it by far, <laughs> we don't get hit. Torres coming out to make a change. Looking to the bullpen, and Mariano Rivera is coming in to relieve Cece Sabathia. Wow, this is unbelievable. Because it is a movie, and you see how he played and how he reacted on somebody else's success. It just made me want to play more. Coming up, Mookie Betts joins the show to talk all things shoes and kicking it. It took a team effort to really come up with the whole design and, and everything that I want to, that I put in the shoe. Plus, we'll show you the best moments of the week in the walk-off. He makes the catch, humbles over the top of Vaughn. He did. Hangs on. Oh, what a play. Play ball is presented by Nike. Welcome back to Play Ball, presented by Nike. Hi, my name is Julio Rodriguez. Julio with a brilliant play in the gap. The takeaway extra bases from Michael Brantley. Hi, I'm Akil Badu. That ball is gone. Akil Badu with his first home run of the season. I'm Taylor Hearn. First battle of the ball game, Shohei Otani has struck out. Do you play ball? Do you play ball? Well, our next guest sure does. Rangers pitcher Taylor Hearn was given a special task of starting in the team's home opener on April 11th. Hearn pitched well, but the biggest story came after the game when Taylor's sister Robin, the sports director at KAUZ in Wichita Falls, Texas, got the chance to ask him a question in the post-game press conference. I won't spoil their heartfelt moment together, but as someone with siblings of my own, I understood the impact of that moment. And I just knew I had to sit down with the two of them on a special edition of Harold's House. What's up, what's up, guys? I know you guys are used to Harold's House, but I'm crashing it today. So you're in AJ's studio. And today I get to be joined by Taylor and Robin Hearn. We saw the amazing story where Robin got to interview Taylor after the game. Was there somebody in the stands or in the press box that you were kind of itching to kind of do well for? Because, you know, their job is on the line, If depending on what you say today. Let's be honest, we don't see that quite often where siblings get to have the conversation off the field, on the field. I guess, I guess just being a big brother, um, you try to set the best example for you. Honestly, to have a very supportive sister like you is, means a lot. What were your first initial thoughts when you found out that you got to cover Taylor's game? Uh, first off, I was shocked. And then when he called us the weekend before to say that that's the game that he was going to be starting, one, I was excited because he was in rotation. But two, to be able to be at the home opener for your hometown team and your sister's going to be there covering the game for her station, there's nothing like it. I mean, Robin and Taylor, as siblings, how competitive were you guys growing up? I'd say from a sports aspect, um, she wasn't really, she tried sports, I guess. Um, so she's you mean, more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she's more, she's more about the, she's more the girly girl type. Okay. No, he's right. No, I wasn't, 
Um, my parents tried to put me in sports. I did volleyball in middle school and I ran track and played tennis in high school. So I did do some sports, but Taylor was always the gifted athlete. I just wanted to sit in the stands and cheer him on pretty much. When you're a sibling, I just think if I were interviewing my sister, and how hard is it to stay professional? It was a little bit because I was just so excited to see Taylor again. Um, I really was just trying to make sure I got a question in because that was my goal going into it is that I wanted to make sure that Taylor and I were able to kind of have that back and forth a little bit, you know, that sibling little tug of war and stuff. So I want to ask you, Taylor, what did it mean to be able to see your sister supporting you that day? It meant a lot because um, it was something that my mom our mom had like dreamt of probably like four or five years ago about it. And it was something I dreamt about as well. Like how cool would that be if my sister were to interview me one day? And so for it to just come to pass was just awesome. Taylor, I want to start with you. What would you say you are most proud of watching Robin? Just how she has a positive aspect on a lot of stuff she went through. She wasn't really scared of challenges. She was still trying to, you know, when she was calling me, how she was trying to find stores in small town Binghamton when it was about two foot of snow. So, uh, no, she definitely kept a positive attitude about herself. And there was one thing I was proud about her, it was definitely that. I'm just proud to see him be at this stage and this level in his career now. Um, like, like he mentioned in the interview, you know, 2019 was a rough year for Taylor, but honestly, he did have some rougher years before then dealing with injuries throughout high school and college and even in a minor league ball. So to see Taylor push through all of that, it was just emotional for me to see my brother at in one of the biggest stages in professional sports. And Taylor, if you were to switch roles real quick, do you have any game day, game time questions that you would ask Robin? I've always wanted to know, like, if she was an athlete, like, whenever, you know, she was on the stage, like, what would she listen to? I know she's a big Beyonce fan, so she might have been listening to Beyonce. I don't know. But it's definitely, I would definitely want to know that for sure. Yeah, no, it, it is Beyonce. Um, I love her her album, Four. That's, like, probably one of my favorite albums by her. And then her Lemonade album, of course. So Taylor's absolutely right about that. It would be Beyonce probably up and just through and through a bunch of Beyonce. Probably a couple of worship songs in there, but it's Queen Bee all day. Queen B all day. And Robin, I'm going to assume that you said you said your job was on the line in that interview, that everything is still intact, everything's still good. I'm still good, I still have a yeah. job, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor, you did good then, you did good, big bro. Truly a special bond between those two. There's absolutely nothing like watching your siblings achieving their goals. So big thanks to the Hearn siblings for joining us this week on the show. In 2017, USA Baseball and Major League Baseball launched a new tournament for girls built around Jackie Robinson Day in celebration of baseball's quintessential trailblazer. From April 13th to April 17th, the tournament returned to Jackie Robinson Training Complex and provided playing, developmental, and educational opportunities for girls who play baseball. And for the first time, one individual was awarded the MLB Develops MVP presented by Chevy, recognizing tremendous youth talent. Veronica Alvarez, USA Baseball Women's National Team Manager, caught up with the winner. Let's check it out. Thank you, AJ. I'm Veronica Alvarez, USA Baseball's Women's National Team Head Coach. I had the honor of being at MLB's Girls Baseball Trailblazer Series in Vero Beach. It was incredible. We had girls from all around the country, from Canada, from Puerto Rico, 
playing the game they love and being coached by former and current USA Baseball national team players. There you go. The competition was fierce. The talent was front and center, but we had one girl stand out. I am now joined by MLB Develops MVP, presented by Chevy, 13-year-old Demi Cheney. Hi. She showed incredible power at the plate. She dominated on the mound in both of her appearances. She was also showing great character on and off the field. What does it mean to you to earn this award at the Trailblazers Series? I'm very honored to have the opportunity to play and train with many great baseball players, including my teammates and great coaches. I'm very honored to have this award, and it means a lot to me. So thank you. Well, it was a pleasure seeing you play and perform on field. Thank you for showing great character, being a good teammate. Hopefully, I get to see you on the women's national team one day. Okay, thank you. Coming up, Mookie Betts shows off his style in kicking it. There's an old saying, you look good, you play good, so I try and live by it. But first, it's time for some trivia. Who was the last left-handed pitcher to reach 3,000 strikeouts? Get your answers ready. We'll tell you later in the show. Welcome back to Play Ball. I had a blast celebrating Jackie Robinson Day in Times Square, but my favorite part had to be delivering this special surprise to some lucky fans. We're going to get $750 to stand in the store. You have to spend it all. If you thought that was cool, you'll love this week's swagger. Jackie Robinson cleats designed specifically for the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's debut. Over here at Playball, we are obsessed with cleats like this. And lucky for us, most players are too. This week, Dodgers superstar Mookie Betts joins us to talk all things shoes and kicking it. Hey, this is Mookie Betts. Welcome to Kicking It. Uh, obviously, Dodgers are blue, so um, you know I got blue in every shoe, incorporated in every shoe, and then red as a the secondary color, um, and then you know obviously gray and white with the home and away. Um, but you know it's uh, it took a team effort to really come up with the whole design and, and everything that I put in the shoe. Um, there's no stories or anything behind it, just um, stuff that looks good. There's an old saying, you look good, you play good, so I try and live by it. Didn't really get into shoes really until I became a Jordan athlete, which was in 2016, I want to say. I mean, I, I want them to look good, but as far as a certain shoe that I, I really want or really need, I, I don't really have one. Probably like some Dior's, the highs and lows. Um, yeah, I would probably say those are the best ones I have. Probably call it the 5.0's with like 
O-H, O-H-H-S, five, just the number five, and then O's, O-H-H-S. Don't go anywhere. When play ball returns, we'll catch up with pitching legend C.C. Sabathia. You know, being visible in the community, that's something that I always wanted to emulate. Plus, stay tuned for the best moments of the week in the walk-off. And now throw it to second base for the triple play. Ask, and you shall receive. Welcome back to Play Ball, presented by Nike. Let's get back to the trivia question. Who was the last left-handed pitcher to reach 3,000 strikeouts? Get your answers ready and watch this. C.C. Sabathia getting set to make his major league start. Struck him out. How about that? Oh, what a masterpiece by C.C. Sabathia. The answer? Legendary lefty CeCe Sabathia, who reached the 3,000 strikeout mark with the Yankees in 2019. CeCe Sabathia made a name for himself with his dominant pitching on the field. But since retiring, he's turned his focus to his work off the field, namely with the Players Alliance. Some of that work took place on April 15th at the Jackie Robinson Day event in Times Square. I got the chance to catch up with CeCe there to talk about his post-playing career and Jackie Robinson's impact on baseball. CeCe, with it being the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day, what do you first think of? Um, just his sacrifice and everything that he went through for us to be able to play the game that we love, you know, for our community. He means everything. I wouldn't yeah. be able to be here, provide my family, live out my dreams if it wasn't for what he went through. That if you prevent or try to prevent Jackie Robinson Negro from being a part of this, you're the one that's going to be suffering. There's not an American in this country free until every one of us are free. What would you say has been the biggest impact that Jackie Robinson's legacy has made on your career? I think the biggest impact is just the way he served the community and giving back and, you know, being visible in the community. That's something that I always wanted to emulate, you know, play with kids in the street, you know, give back to the Boys and Girls Club and just like be that figure in the community and hopefully I'll live up to that. I'm going to be tremendously more pleased and more proud when I look at that third base coaching line one day and see a black face managing in baseball. I only hope that I'll be able to live up to this tremendously fine honor. It's, it's something that I think those of us who are fortunate again must use in order to help others. When you think about the lessons that we can all take from Jackie Robinson and just his tenacity, what do you think are the most important? Um, just his perseverance. Being able to play baseball, I mean, we all know how mentally hard it is and physically demanding it is to play baseball. And for him to be the first black man in a league and win the rookie of the year and take his team to the World Series and, you know, be a great player under those circumstances is something that I think we could all pull from. Every game has its heroes. One of them certainly was Robinson. The Brooklyn fans go wild. 
for young athletes, especially black and brown young athletes, what do you think their opportunities now are because of Jackie Robinson? No, I think the opportunities now, I think the opportunities are great. Um, I think, uh, look at this, I mean, the kids are out here playing, you know, and, and uh, I think Major League Baseball is doing a good job, you know, whether it's the Breakthrough Series or, you know, some of these other programs, the Tour, some of the other programs that they're putting together to try to identify talent all across the country in our community is a good job. So, 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson Day. It wouldn't be the same if you didn't come out here swagged out. Yes, the outfit looks amazing, but it's really the jacket that we have to point out. Can we turn around and see? They said, what went into this design? I mean, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, so the players are like, so the guys that um, donated their game check last year are all getting this jacket. Um, you know, I had a chance to, to get it early, obviously being here in New York. But yeah, I mean, just, just the thoughtfulness that went into the jacket. The family signed off on it. So we're excited for, you know, for the guys to wear it today. One more, one more look. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, CC. Now it's time for our play ball question of the week. This week, it's what does Jackie Robinson mean to you? Celebrating the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson uh, means everything to me. You know, I wouldn't have had a chance to live out my dream and, and play in the big leagues if it wasn't for him. Wearing 42 just uh, means everything. Um, it's the reason why I'm able to wear a Dodger uniform now, and I'll wear it every time I can. It's a major honor for me to be able to honor him by wearing his number on the 75th anniversary of him. What Jackie Robinson meant to me and perhaps every black ball player and athlete was instilled hope and confidence for those gifted enough to play and participate at the professional level. It's always been an honor for me to put on that 42 and to try and play like he did. Just a special honor to be able to go out there and knowing that everybody's wearing his jersey to represent an unbelievable person on and off the field. Just the love in your heart to keep growing the game. This game is a beautiful game and he made it that much more beautiful to be able to wear the jersey that he wore is something special to me. You know, the things that he brought to the game, he changed the community, he changed the game, he changed, you know, just everybody's perspective around him. Jackie Robinson is uh, someone that I, of course, look up to, people like me look up to because of the opportunity that he's created for not only myself, but others like me in this game. Thank you, Mr. Robinson. Thank you, Jackie Robinson. Thank you, Jackie. I love you. And now, it's time for the best plays of the week in the walk-off. Freddie Freeman picks his first home as a Dodger in his first at-bat against the Braves. It's a play. Harrison Warner can't get there. He makes the catch. Humbles over the top of Vaughn. He did. Hangs off. Yelich is first of the year as a great slide. And now throw to second base for the triple play. Ask and he shall receive. Deep left field. Back is Vaughn, looking up, goodbye! Second 